0: Hi guys, and welcome to Whale Vomit, the only podcast in the world, and the only one you will ever listen to.
1: I'm Amber Lee Frost, coming to you from
0: Brooklyn. I'm Sam Chris from London. How are you doing, Amber?
1: Uh, I'm doing well. I was just watching um, the Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos. It's shit. It's infuriatingly shit. It's just his Twitter feed made into an extravaganza. I hate it so much. It's all of these. uh, He really likes to focus on the persecuted scientists throughout history. And it's just a little too on the nose. And it's like, we get it.
0: What I love about those people is that all of them believed in the worst bullshit in the world. They all believed in alchemy uh and communion with the devil and uh digging up egyptian tombs and smoking the mummies and so on Uh, but because
1: i want to do that
0: no no no, it's all great and that's (laughs) what neil degrasse tyson never mentions is the actually cool shit they did rather than the mathematics which is boring
1: actually he does bring up alchemy He does bring up that they had, like, dumb ideas, too. I mean, I'm being hard on him because he's not Carl Sagan, and I love Carl Sagan, and the Carl Sagan cosmos is, like, you know, wonderful. And this was... I was just never going to watch it, but it was um, written by Andrian, Carl Sagan's widow, who wrote the original Cosmos, and I'm like, okay, there has to be something salvageable here. And, like, there are moments... But a lot of the time, it's just, like, you know, animated Copernicus and, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> like, winking at you, being like, mm, sometimes geniuses are persecuted. You're like, shut up, you're fine. Uh, so, it, what what's happened in the last two weeks? The Trump steak thing. That's my favorite. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was incredible, especially for Paul Joseph Watson, the uh, masculinist man's man coming out and saying, uh, Oh no! Having your steak well done is the only way for a true alpha male to eat it. What? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I
1: won't even, I, I, it, I won't even go that far. I, I actually like very much enjoyed it because, like, this simultaneous kind of you know wailing of the loss of masculinity occurred on my Facebook because like. Men, even men who like, you know, got a master's in philosophy from the new school ha- are very pious about meat, because I think it makes mm. them feel like less, you know, castrated by modernity to be like, oh, there's still there's still blood in it. Maybe there's still blood in me, but there isn't. Uh, but they're but they're they get very upset about the overcooked steak.
0: Yeah, he, he is. um bizarre rich guy taste like um it's so great like, like, yeah like, well, like everything he likes is the wrong thing and that's why people like him because because he gives them a kind of license to have no taste whatsoever in anything which is why um like like if you recall years back when obama put mustard on his burger uh, and the right wing were in fury about it and i think because part of them was thinking are you meant to put mustard on your burger is that the right thing have i been doing it wrong my entire life am am i never going to be like the fancy people because i don't fundamentally don't understand this kind of thing
1: yeah
0: And, and and what trump gives people is the understanding that no like the the rich and the powerful are if anything stupider and lack the kind of essential folkloric wisdom that everyone else has and so they have absolute license to do whatever they like it's just a kind of simultaneous smashing of all of the taboos.
1: I mean, that's what and i like, do.
0: If, if, you, <laughs> if I were uh, catch If you put ketchup on mistake, then, you know, you can absolutely detain people without charge.
1: <laughs> you earned it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like the taboos broken out there. There's nothing left that's sacred in the world.
1: All of these, like, Tumblr feminists, though, I I don't get this because there's such so much untapped potential here. All of these Tumblr feminists... Like, you know, they get, like, the male tears mug and, like, ooh, I'm making men mad. It's like, no, you're not. If you actually want to troll men, regardless of, like, education level or socioeconomic status, get a well-done steak and put ketchup (laughs) on it and just eat it in front of them. And they will just shit their collective diapers because it's, like, it's just castration watching that happen.
0: Do you see that uh, Medium post in which a girl... Uh, was talking about how she would talk to men at bars and then pretend not to know who Slavoj Zizek is. No,
1: no, no. Uh, I, I kind of one don't believe this. Like this might be one of those no, things no, where it's like, actually do actually do that yeah. Because mostly men would respond to that with such eager, tickled glee, <laughs> like I get to teach you a thing.
0: Let me tell you, he's a Slovenian who sounds like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> There's this man in Europe, and he's disgusting, and I love
1: him. (laughs) He tells dirty jokes. No one knows why he's popular. He just is.
0: He taught me the words ideology,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, and he taught me I was better than you.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Trump, steak, good. Yeah. Good. It's good. Um, I like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good because it means that alt-right guys are now literally going out and eating well-done steak.
1: Yeah, they're eating with, shit like, like, <laughs> to own the libs.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're basically eating doormats and trying to pretend that them doing so makes them better than other people. And yeah, I, I can only support things that bring those people misery. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're just like, I like this this is good, as they slowly chew and tears are streaming down their
0: faces. <laughs> as they bite into the steak and their teeth break and implant themselves <laughs> in, it's just kind of slab of rubber. Well, I think Trump needs to go further than that. I, you know, I think, um, well, because he also has the impulse to just piss people off by doing the wrong thing. So I think anyone who has his ear, like like John Oliver with his recent series of, you I know, like trying to John explain Oliver. to Trump. Uh, but what John Oliver's doing is he's buying up TV ads in the morning shows that Trump watches, trying to, teach him about global politics, which is a terrible idea, because we want Trump to know as little as possible and to be as dumb as possible on every stage. And then, like, you know, global imperial power is weakened. But what I think we should try and get Trump to do is just advertise food at him, like the worst possible food, so that he will come out and say, folks, gravel is delicious to eat. It <laughs> provides this wonderful, crunchy sensation. And then and then the alt-right guys will all kill themselves eating rocks.
1: It's probably a good idea, actually. Yeah.
0: Well. It's how we win. It's how we won last time. It's how we won. It's how we win this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? This happened like two weeks ago, so it fits into our, our Fortnite time frame. Uh. But the Zuckerberg announcement.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> the. Uh...
1: Like six thousand right. words, <laughs> one thousands of which were just the word community.
0: Our global community. Right. It was like one of those, um, you know, those pasting things that people used to do when they were leaving Twitter and they just kind of leave a long reply to anyone who ever wronged them on the platform. Um, and I, I really expected at the end of his thing for Zuckerberg to just say, and that's why you guys all suck and I'm morally right and I'm out.
1: You're all fake friends.
0: <laughs> you only care about who's popular on the platform. You'll, you'll laugh at their jokes, but when it's from someone like me, you won't even give me the time of day.
1: Yeah, but uh, except it's the most platitudinous, like just vo- tech vomit.
0: Mm. Well, it, it's it's a it's a kind of incredibly defensive rant disguised as a manifesto for the new world that he wants to build. Yeah, which sounds awful.
1: Yeah, it's terrifying the sh- the world that he wants to build, and uh, the, the community. Sorry, the community he yeah,
0: wants yeah. to build. Well, what, uh, what I find kind of weird about all of these things he said um when you have people who are you know in, in charge of uh, essentially any formation the way they understand it is very different to the way the people who actually live under them and are essentially servile to them understand it uh because zuckerberg kind of floats above the whole of facebook which is at present kind of isomorphic with reality itself like this kind of all-seeing gods um He understands it as being this kind of global community where people share news and interact with each other and form connections. But that is how literally nobody, apart from the Facebook staff, understand Facebook.
1: Yeah, it's like Um, what popular people think high school was versus what everyone else (laughs) knew what high school was.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, They see it as an opportunity, and everyone else knows that it's essentially an imposition.
1: Well, it's just nightmarish, too. It's insane, like... He's talking about like using AI to predict violent predict and prevent violent behavior which and, 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 and he's suicide. like delighted by it and it's like you understand the things you're describing that you are excited by are literally the plot of many dystopian science fiction <laughs> movies and books everyone else sees that and is horrified but you're excited
0: that the name "global community" was the name of the one-world government uh, of the Antichrist in the Left Behind novel, <laughs> which he, um, which he doesn't appear to have realised. Uh, well, I've I've got some selections from it. I mean, I mean, what's what's really interesting about Zuckerberg's rant is that he's identifying a whole host of social problems which have essentially been caused by Facebook, and then he's saying that Facebook is the only solution to them. Um, such as when he says, uh, yeah, there's been a striking decline in the important social infrastructure of local communities over the past few decades. Since the 1970s, membership in some local groups has declined by as much as one quarter, cutting across all segments of the population. Um, and, and it's true that society has become immeasurably more uh, atomized uh, And the main reason for that is that you've had um, decades of essentially official government policy striking down on any kind of human collective coming together or action that isn't under the aegis of the marketplace.
1: Right. But that's also the, the, the like ethos of, of tech is that they always talk about, they say this constantly, like a world without borders. And Mm -hmm. like, that sounds very nice and progressive, but the way they actually mean it is that like, okay, we're going to put you all in a tin can and then just constantly shake it.
0: Well, yeah, I think uh, to play to type, I think Adorno talks about something similar uh, in on subjects and objects, where he talks about how like the the kind of the unity of all things and all people and of the subject with the object. If it if it takes place on just a base level of just cramming everything together, it will be it will be nothing more than just this kind of terrifying blank homogeneity, the uh, mad nexus of blind nature, and that's not what Facebook is, but that's what it believes it's about to become and i thinks that's a good thing
1: yeah he's incredibly excited about the coming dystopia
0: yeah no he, he's incredibly excited about us eventually all just plugging facebook into the back of our heads and just connecting with everyone because we couldn't not connect because we all are one
1: well you know like the the buzz is that he's going to run for president uh in, you know in 2020 um but like, well, you're the one with the
0: vote. Who would you vote in Zuckerberg v. Hillary Clinton for the third time?
1: I think, first of all, she has to be dead by then. She has what? Gang <laughs> fever? Like, I mean, well, I
0: mean, I mean, she's she's made of like autumn woodland leaves, and she's slowly <laughs> rotting. She'll be gone by winter.
1: <laughs> She'll just <laughs> blow away like ash. Uh, well, like, like but no I like I don't think he will. At her. I don't think he will run because like he's no, no, already b- president. It'll be a demotion. <laughs>
0: it will be a demotion. Yeah, exactly,
1: thing. exactly. He's already bigger than president right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean like, like Donald Trump is currently revealing the truth about the presidency, which is that it's one man endlessly whining about what's on TV, whereas Zuckerberg can change what's on TV whenever he wants.
1: Yeah. Or
0: like well, I mean like the internet, uh which functioning the same thing um and and yeah like like i feel like what american people want in a president is someone who wins about the same stuff that they want to win about who like comp- like 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 the main thing that americans seem to want out of their president is someone who will say the words radical islamic terror that's all they want is this kind of totemic figure who will say i hate the same things that you hate and none of us can do anything about it
1: right which is why Unlike I like the British don't think want... that
0: Oh, we, we want a paedophile who didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, currently with Theresa May, what we essentially want is a kind of like, a, you know, the, the repressive patrician nurse of Victorian fantasy, you know, like the, the bad nurse who will walk in and stop us masturbating and spank our body.
1: Wow, um, you guys are fucked <laughs> up.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like the, the difference between like the, you know, the, the British kind of is expression in the American, you know, like um like, like in Donald Trump Americans had this kind of figure who who did everything that they wanted to do if they had one trillion dollars, who lived in a solid gold house and Let's be honest, probably fucks his daughter. Um and, and and like, you know, gets to say you're fired to anyone who wants, and, and gets to be a tremendous idiot and people have to pay attention to him. And that's what Americans want out of life. And what British people want out of life is to be someone like Nigel Farage, who wears a really badly fitting suit and goes to the pub and drinks a warm pint of ale and smokes a cigarette indoors and then is like a bit racist. That's all we want out of life.
1: You'd think that's the sum of Nigel Farage's appeal is that that he's more of a more of a George W. Bush guy. People would have a have a drink with him.
0: Well, I mean, Americans like him more than we do. I, like he's really unpopular.
1: I think you've really so, overestimated how many non-American politicians Americans can name. Like we know Putin. Uh, we respect that Filipino guy's hustle. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, it's more of a kind of anti-hustle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like, um, well, when I was in America from, you know, I was speaking to a lot of Trump supporters at the inauguration, and the general impression I got was that they thought that the prime minister of Britain was someone called Mr. Brexit. <laughs> um, but but what they would also say is, you know, like, uh, they, you know, I'd talk to them, they'd hear my accent, and then they'd kind of go, oh, we- we love Nigel Farage and then I would have to change the topic yeah well I mean they they love Nigel Farage because he kind of I I mean it's weird between America and Britain there's this kind of bilateral cultural cringe where you want to be us but we also want to be you
1: yeah well Um, for us I think it's called the colonial cringe where we're always kind of building like ugly colleges that are supposed to look like they're like you know 600 years older than they are Um, yeah and like you know, they want them to look very Oxbridge or whatever. Like our, like a lot of our banking, um, millionaire Like J.P. Morgan is the most interesting one, is because he would try to, instead of just, I, I mean, he collected art too and antiquity, uh, but he would also like, like, commission people to make like a like a palazzo, but like in New York or whatever. Um, and like, he would like do these weird reproduction things that, that like, it's like, like he wanted to be European so bad because it was just trashy to just have like oodles of money. And now we've done away with that entirely.
0: Well, the, the United States was founded as a piece of kind of Republican Roman cosplay, right? <laughs> of, uh, you know, like, like a bunch of essentially like, you know, wealthy slave holding barbarians pretending they were Romans. Um, well, I mean, and, I'm yeah, literally
1: feel- like from a state that's capital city is called Indianapolis, the polis of the <laughs> Indians. It also is like the capital of Gothic architecture for the U.S. It's ridiculous place.
0: I did not know that. Yeah.
1: There's like all this weird fucking Gothic architecture everywhere. And then we tried to sort of um, bring in new kind of insurance and stuff. So they built like new things in our dead uh, capital city, which we call Naptown, I guess you can guess why.
0: Nap Yeah,
1: because it's a sleepy piece uh, of. Shit. In the place to have. A, yeah.
0: A comforting power nap. Uh,
1: not so much. It's more like um, you know, like when you've drank too much and you just really need to <laughs> lay down. Uh, but like when they tried to bring in more people, it brought in the worst architecture. It brought in like, uh, like there's, there's this giant gold thing that looks straight out of like Dubai. And it makes zero sense there surrounded by like these, you know, there's like literally like a cathedral, like a a European fucking French ass looking cathedral, like a few blocks away. It's, it's terrible. It's schizophrenic city.
0: Well, I feel like, you know, the American intelligentsia, they want to be like kind of late 19th century, early 20th century Europeans. Whereas like the declining American bourgeoisie, like the kind of like the, the Trump constituency, they want to live in the Stone Age.
1: <laughs> That's when men were men. You just threw a piece of meat on the fire. You took it out when it was black and then you just gnawed well, well, on it. Your, your,
0: your woman would do that for you. Uh, Because, yeah, as we know from evolutionary psychology, which is scientific, gender roles were exactly the same in the Stone Age. Um, (laughs) So you would would go and kill something or someone and then your woman would apply heat to it. But, um, yeah, um, I mean, it looks like like a large proportion of essentially like people who do like kind of white collar work, but they're making less and less money from it every year. It's as if they kind of read Hobbes' Leviathan and read the bit about the war of all against all and thought, yeah, that sounds good. I'd rather have that.
1: I don't understand and that reference of... at all. I have never read Hobbes' <laughs> Leviathan. Just, just um, me being like a, a rube that went to community college, just like 40 minutes of me going, I don't know what the fuck that is. The fuck is that? That'll be a great podcast. (laughs)
0: What the fuck are you talking about? You know, he he thinks that essentially the sovereign should be able to do whatever he wants. Oh,
1: because it's keeping uh, chaos um, from... from, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: because it's keeping the natural chaos of human beings at bay. Ah. Um, But I mean, what's interesting is that this whole kind of... Social contract, state of nature theory only starts developing around the time that mercantile capitalism starts developing, when people really were engaged of an all of a war of all against all. Uh, and what these people basically started doing is projecting this backwards in time to the kind of primitive, original, essential state of human beings that the state needs to clamp down on, while at the same time the state was encouraging these very behaviours. Um, which is, I guess, where you could see that kind of. Um, libertarian capitalists, you know, we should live like we lived in the Stone Age. That kind of, well, but that kind of evo-psych that gets all of its uh, legitimacy for their political program for, from, you know, this is what people did when they worshipped fire and worshipping fire was good enough for my grandfather, so it was good enough for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a fundamental distrust that things have gotten better is a really fascinating sort of concept to me. As someone who, when... Um, They get stressed out. uh, Tends to get uh, a rash. Um, The idea of evolutionary psychology is fascinating to me because I want to know what evolutionary advantage that that gets me if there's like a predator and like I I have to scratch a lot. Like I'm not sure. It's camouflage. That helps you (laughs) blend
0: in with the desert.
1: I think maybe it's like meant to like like they would look at me and be like, "Mm, I don't know where that thing's been. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We all would have died in the uh, state of nature.
1: I think I wouldn't have died. I think I would not have reproduced. I think uh, I think I would have uh, done very well, like sort of, you know, sitting in trees for twelve hours a day and then just waiting for something to walk by and dropping a rock on it. But that's a, <laughs> you know, that's a very long game kind of survival, and it doesn't leave room for the sort of socializing that allows you to, you know, um, you know, continue your line?
0: Uh, I feel I would have dropped out of the tree uh, by overbalancing. Well, no, I would have tried to throw the rock and throw myself instead, <laughs> and uh, I would have been... Well, well, in a small way, I would have helped whatever predator was down there become stupider uh, <laughs> by just allowing food to just fall into its lap and thus, in a way, helping the tribe by making his
1: enemies less smart, your sacrifice would have been would have been appreciated, I think.
0: yeah, I, I would have been like the Paleolithic Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of Jesus
0: <laughs> no so great.
1: The Hillary fans <laughs> they're they're talking about a mother Hillary again. Uh, they, they yeah. refuse to let her go. Uh, you pointed this well, out I mean, to me. I, I didn't
0: mean, know this was a thing at all. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, there's yeah, there, there's like multiple different people who have uh, kind of set up imaginary versions of Hillary Clinton as they would like her to be. So there's this website, HillaryBeatTrump which got a write up in the uh, Washington Post the other day, along with an interview with its founder, uh, which is kind of truly incredible. Like it's a documents of a fantasy world in which Hillary did actually win the presidency. Um,
1: yeah, it's fake news or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's genuine fake news. Um, with titles. I'm just reading this. It's debilitatingly unfunny.
1: It's so not
0: Clinton. Thanks Obama for making America great again in first address to Congress. Clinton pioneer of Hillary care confirms healthcare is complicated morons. Um,
1: which yeah, you know what that was one of the things that Trump said that I was like good yes it's not complicated it's just I, no it's no. it's not complicated no, 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 at all the procedures
0: are complicated yes yeah, surgery Being a is complicated it's really hard I, yeah but the idea that everyone should just be able to have healthcare is not complicated at all it's
1: incredibly simple it's incredibly simple in fact we have like independent programs that operate on those principle already and we have overcomplicated them by creating an additional marketplace for them. So, like, we have like Medicare and Medicaid, where it just it's just fine. You just bill, you just bill the government for it for the necessity. And then we actually made it more complicated by having the capitalism there as well. I I was so happy when Trump said that <laughs> it was like, <laughs> this horrible thing. Because I was just like, yeah, no, he's right, he's right.
0: Well, he said he said uh, Medicare for all, right?
1: Uh, he said, uh, the, the workers will seize the means of production, uh, and all necessary (laughs) services will, no, I, he's a horrible, stupid man, uh, who will make healthcare worse. But, um, that, that is that nugget of truth. And that, that thing that he, I think speaks to people and, you know, like it does very well, (laughs) like they're responding to something that like they know is bullshit Anyway. Well, I mean,
0: I mean, Trump is always at his most terrifying when he's actually got a point. Yes. Because it, make, well, because it makes you realise. Well, I remember during the campaign when he would occasionally say things, you know, when he would point out that there was a problem or uh, when it came to fiscal policy and he just made the point, how can we run out of money? We make the money, which he didn't realize he it, but he was that? essentially... He, he was repeating like the kind of standard orthodox, heterodox uh, economics position Um and, and and it was terrifying because it made you realize that the established order had no response to what is essentially the truth and that he may well win. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, kind of off topic because he didn't well, win anyway, yeah, Clinton these, won the these, election. These we other... live in the Hillaryverse.
1: <laughs> these other headlines. <laughs> it was when Obama tries out for Golden State Warriors makes team. What is the joke <laughs> with that? That black people oh, are good at basketball? D-Ray is that just is racist? What?
0: D-Ray, uh, D-Ray McKesson cast as a new James Bond. Um, but yeah, but these people because, have you know, such an
1: odd relationship towards black Americans. Like it's just, they occupy such a weird, it's, it's like, they're not even people. They're just hieroglyphics that they use to communicate on the internet with gifts. Oh my God. Oh, wait, there was another one. Um, uh, that was like Peter Dinklage, uh, declared you know uh america's sexiest man or something like that <laughs> peter dinklage of course being uh the actor on game of thrones who already has kind of like a a following sort of a, you yeah know, I'm, I'm
0: sure you yeah. could get him declared America's sexiest man under trump yeah He's i not think the we absolutely do
1: that. that enough women love him that it would be fine but i think like the subtext was just like you know like because he is a, a an achondroplagic dwarf, that like, well, you know, if Hillary were president, dwarves would be properly sexualized.
0: Hmm. No, I, well, I mean, it's just a kind of incredible paucity of the liberal utopia here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just scrolling down the news feeds from this alternate universe, and
1: they're still mad at Bernie. Is,
0: oh yeah, yeah. But but basically all of it is just people who you wouldn't expect to agree with us are now agreeing with us.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, It's as if this kind of like incredible future utopia already exists inside the liberal's head. And it's just enough people need to agree with the liberal for it to become reality. So you have uh, headlines like, Crisis at CPAC, Priebus confesses Sweden is safe and thoroughly lovely. Uh, And God confesses that he's a Hillary Clinton supporter.
1: Yeah, here's the uh, um, here's the one. Bernie bro surprised, delighted to learn Hillary care premised on universal coverage. Oh my god. First well, of all, I, I, like the... you're still... Okay, this is how you gloat. This is how you gloat. You make Bernie would have won memes. Because he got knocked out by the person who did lose. Hmm. That is why... That meme is funny. You can't be smug if you just won reg- if you just like regularly lost. If you just made well, it well, to the final, like they've... that's not how that's not how the joke works. It's like they don't even get how to be <laughs> properly smug. Well, well that smugness
0: is all basically entirely predicated on how well this alternate universe did where Hillary won. Um, I mean, like there are the other examples of that. There's that uh, Twitter account Hillary forty five, which I can't read out because it's blocked me
1: <laughs> wait wait uh, <laughs> what did you say to it that got you blocked
0: oh i i i quote tweeted it and and said something along, along the lines of uh liberals lost because their imagination only stretches this far
1: don't be don't don't speak ill of mother never speak ill of mother <laughs>
0: But uh, as I recall, every single tweet was something on the lines of uh, Hillary just signed into law uh, a bill that would have banned mansplaining and sell, sent Bill out to buy her some new shoes.
1: Oh, good. That's good. That's that's definitely what Americans want and need.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's a it's a kind of well, it, it's a concerns yeah. of the people who, like in in a weird way, in kind of the same way that the right just want. A president who will make all the people who laughed at them online shut up. I feel like a lot of the Hillary liberals want exactly the same thing. They want power just to make the people in their mentions go away.
1: I think that they don't just want them to go away. They want them to go away. Like I think they're, <laughs> I think they're like you know, they, they fantasy of Hillary just is side, just yeah. as dark as as. Oh yeah as, the you know, the the sort of right-wing fantasy of, of, you know, whatever, feminists and gays and immigrants. It's just as de- terrible.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that, that was that... Um, who, who was it who came out with the... Uh, oh, I know that Hillary Clinton killed tens of thousands of people in Libya, and I think that's badass, because she's a woman who did that.
1: <laughs> they fucking love that <laughs> shit. They're, Which, they're bloodthirsty yeah. people. Yeah, I don't even... I, I can't. I wrote so much about Hillary Clinton. I had to write a, a a um a book chapter on like this brief period she had supporting like fairly progressive, um, sort of child um children's rights reform and um and it just depressed me. It was like this weird experiment for her. Where she was like, well this is playing well right now that like, you know, the National Organization for Women is is, you know, pushing for um, you know, child welfare and stuff. Anyway, I I I I I hate her so much. I hate her so much. And I thought the best thing she could do after this is just like go be a Yeti and hide out in the woods, which is like what she's doing. And her supporters are trying to get her out. They won't let her go. Be like, you know, the the, the bog witch that she's destined to be. Just let her be that. <laughs> well,
0: did Did you see the Hillary in the woods fanfic, on mm. Twitter?
1: No. Just tell me. Just tell me.
0: Well, I'm 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 going I'm going to impose yeah. it on you. Uh, hang on. Uh, yeah, here, here's a sample. It's almost time for her daily 45-mile hike. The ground rumbles. Bill flies by on a chartered plane, skywriting, You were right about Russia. She jokingly shakes a fist at the sky. Of course she was right about Russia. A bald eagle flies by. She catches it and names him America. Two hikers stumble upon her. Aren't you? One says. I was, Hillary says. You still are, says the other, and a nearby firefly alights.
1: What is wrong with these people?
0: I I mean, they have this... I I mean, I think there's almost something of value here because they're really attached to this person they think Hillary Clinton is. Uh, And, you know, they're only missing the final step of bringing that person into being in the form of someone who is not Hillary Clinton, the actual, you know... Constantly fainting person who's been used as a kind of petri dish for the for tropical diseases by the CIA for the last thirty years.
1: Yeah. Well, when we have those new super soldiers, we're you and I are gonna look silly. We're gonna be happy if we invested <laughs> that much in her. Yeah. Well, the girl who um, uh, made that website. Which, first of all, my first thought was like, okay, what kind of ads are they gonna have there? Are they just trying to unload all the nasty woman t-shirts? or whatever, but there's no ads, and there are multiple writers for it. People are doing this for free.
0: Oh, I, I bet they're not being paid. Oh, no, no, no.
1: There's no way they're being paid. They're doing it out – because that's the thing. Yeah. These people are, like, true believers, which is terrifying. Yeah, well,
0: they're, they're bringing that universe yeah, into Yeah, if it
1: was cynical um, and they were just like, ah, oh, whatever, this is going to get so many clicks, I could respect it on some level. But these are true believers. They're terrifying. Uh, the woman said, uh, sh- like, she ended this interview or whatever, saying, I'm unwilling to concede the legitimacy of this president. I will continue to gleefully, sadistically emphasize Clinton's landslide victory in the popular vote on the site to underline the point that this Trump fellow has no business being president. This Trump fellow. This
0: Trump fellow. (laughs) I simply cannot stand this Trump chap. I just wish we'd do away with him.
1: Dame Judi Dench is behind this website.
0: No, it's it's the CIA. Um, Like, like you know how they used to, uh, (laughs) like, like they used to experiment with LSD and you know walking through walls. So now they're just trying to do the same thing by just creating this alternate universe in which Hillary Clinton is president.
1: Yeah, well I think they're building it now and then once Zuckerberg learns how to and and Elon Musk learn how to bend space time, they can actually just create a porter portal to the world that they built on this Squarespace website. <laughs> well, I mean like kind of if it's in
0: collaboration with, with Zuckerberg, all he really needs to do is just tweak the algorithm just a little so the articles which describe Hillary Clinton as a president rather than Donald Trump appear near the top of people's news feeds, and enough if enough people believe that Hillary Clinton is a the president, then she will become the
1: president. <laughs> if you believe in fairies, clap your hands.
0: But I, I mean, I think there is this kind of um, I wrote about this previously, but that there's this kind of general impression among liberals that that donald trump was never meant to be president which is obviously true like you know he was always the kind of the voice of protest not the person who's actually going to win which is why he had to keep on saying that he was winning but um that if donald trump is president then somehow our reality itself is out of whack we've been trapped in the kind of man in the high castle alternate timeline um but, but because like donald like president trump has always been the kind of limit condition of of American capitalism, you know, like like there was that famous Simpsons joke where they predicted it, or like in Back to the Future Two, where there's essentially a President Donald Trump. Um and he's not really doing much to kind of contrast with that he's, he's not it's almost like he doesn't want people to stop thinking that when you have stuff like you know the terrorist attack in sweden that never happened or the bowling green massacre it's just kind of it's disorientating people and giving them the impression that they live in this entirely different universe and if you're in the wrong universe um well like i said like the task isn't to fix things and make it better and actually you know
1: Fight to go home. the
0: evil that actually exists yeah. in here. You just need to find the wormhole and go back home. Yeah, and and these people have found their wormhole in like you know, in in websites and Twitter accounts in which Hillary is already the president, and you can just watch that and just kind of bask in this alternate reality where everything's perfect because mansplaining's is illegal and you know um, Barack Obama's on the Supreme Court and and. Trayvon Martin's being resurrected from the dead, and he's a Hillary voter, and he's running for Senate, um, and 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 so like whatever's actually happening in the world, the people who are continuing to die, they don't matter because they're in the false world outside of your computer
1: screen. Right. Well, I'm just saying, when we get back home, you will be executed for mansplaining that Hobbes thing. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, in, in the in the Hillary verse, um, I would have been hung, drawn, and quartered, and each portion of me would be displayed outside a different town, with you know, brochelist <laughs> carved into. <it.
1: laughs> oh, I can't wait. There's no place like home. The Sweden thing, though, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I again, like, I, I've been, um, you know, I've been logged off. I've been, I've been, you know, a- away from the maddening crowd, trying to you know, read books and finish deadlines that I'm behind of, I'm behind on and, and, uh, you know, trying to sort of cultivate as mysterious a persona as uh, you can have as an idiot, uh, podcaster, which so far has resulted in people being very excited to see me outside socially. Like it's like a sighting. I'm like Hillary now. Like I'm like a Yeti in the woods. They offer me free drugs and drinks. Um, but as a result, I, I, I've, I'm out of step with everything. That's every like micro event that is not even a real event, uh, like the Sweden uh, things thing. Things that happen on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. that happens that it doesn't matter at all. Uh, yeah.
0: Um. Well, I mean, I mean, what happened is uh, Sweden has been it, it's gone now. Uh, it's um, <laughs> it's been splintered into about thirty different Islamic emirates, and they're all fighting each other. You know... and some of them are trying to develop nuclear
1: weapons like I, I I have a soft spot for the norskis um uh, I, I like Scandinavians because I like I like anyone that like lives in a place where people shouldn't live and then just responds to it by just never talking um, I respect that it reminds me of home honestly I had to leave because I was too garrulous for the Midwest um, but uh I, you know, I, I like this sweets. However, I did spend, I, I went to Ikea, like, three times in the past week, and fuck him. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> I, it was hell. Uh, it was, like, I, a I mean... half hour. It was, like, I, and I had to take, I had, my roommate was moving out, so, like, I had to take him there to buy, like, a bed and stuff with, you know, with my, my other roommate, and it was very strange. It was, like, we were his parents and taking him to college, and we had to buy him a dresser or whatever. But then like 45 minutes in, it was like Tarkovsky's stalker. And I was like, you <laughs> know, leading them through the zone. Like my fucking... First of all, it's not efficient. The cafeteria is terribly inefficient because it relies on self-bussing and doesn't have an open space for you to do that. So it creates more congestion. It's, it's fucking hell. and And it's not worth the meatballs, I'm just saying.
0: Well, I mean, also, I find the word meatballs kind of faintly disgusting, just because it's so blankly
1: descriptive. <laughs> balls of meat.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's balls of meat. Like, 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 there's something incredibly grim about that. In the same way that the word meatloaf is just inherently unappetizing. Right,
1: but the word loaf is very gross. The, the it's word, like the medical. The word loaf is
0: bad because because um, you can describe your own turds as a loaf. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I can't it's very medical
0: about in that context.
1: Yeah um but um, yeah so but you're not fond of scandinavia
0: no I, I i think scandinavia is the most dismal and depressing place in the world and so i've never been there so i see why <laughs> you should go to stockholm
1: <laughs> it's gorgeous
0: well yeah, yeah I, I mean it's like uh, they only as...
1: imprint they only import the attractive immigrants like so <laughs> even even the people that aren't like a, a terrifying ubermensch are, are just like extremely gorgeous
0: well, I mean, I mean, what they what they do in Denmark is uh, when immigrants come in, they confiscate all of their possessions. Uh, so I guess it's the attractive ones walking around, working as uh, male juggalos, and uh, and just trying <laughs> <laughs> trying to impress people with, with their almost Scandinavian good looks. Um, but yeah, Scandinavia is a kind of horrifying place to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, like um, in like the kind of Anglo-American politics it holds this kind of very weird place where um as i think someone said you know like like for the right it's this kind of incredible purity that's always been overrun by the invaders and then for the left it's this kind of example of real working socialism where the suicide rate is incredibly high and it's
1: not actually high that's literally a right-wing myth
0: yeah, well, everyone needs to believe at least one myth. I mean, I
1: believe
0: <laughs> but you believe in, like,
1: flat-earth theory. You were not allowed to believe, believe flat-earth earth theory and believe that, like, that, you know, Swedes are just throwing themselves off of buildings.
0: Well, it's why it's why they built all, the, all those fjords is for people to jump off.
1: They built the fjords?
0: They, okay. they, they built the fjords as a kind of... Um, efficient suicide methods
1: they built them, they, they carved them out <laughs> like, like the dwarves in Lord of the Rings
0: yeah, 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 the, the ancient Viking thought our ancestors will never be as cool as this, they will yeah. want to die, we should help them um, All right. No, there, there, there's something um incredibly petty about Scan about um like like just the kind of the pleasantness and the complacency of Scandinavian culture. It's not um, pleasant?
1: They're extremely stern people. Like that's the thing. Like I wanted to uh study uh the paternity leave institution program in there. So I thought about actually going to school there uh for a while. Um and uh I so I'm like trying to learn Swedish from Swedish movies which y- y- you cannot do it. All Swedish cinema is based off of just like pregnant pauses or tense silences over a dinner table like it's impossible to learn the language through film because they're just they're not chatty they're not chatty people um they embrace the bleak. I mean, not as much as, like, you know, Russians, but, like, artistically, like, Swedish cinema is, is nothing but, but, like, the horrors of everything going right.
0: Okay, but ha- have you seen their TV? Have you seen, like, slow no. TV, for instance? It's the uh, new craze in Scandinavia where uh, they will show you footage of a sled ride in the middle of the night through the forest or a boat going down a canal. Uh, and the idea is you're just meant to sit there and relax and imagine that you're looking out of the window and just kind of passing the time as you watch TV, uh, which is, as far as I'm concerned, it's a symptom of a culture that's waiting to die.
1: I mean, who isn't waiting to die?
0: Um, some of us are fighting for immortality, which is why I'm a big supporter of uh, Google's efforts to uh, defeat death for Silicon Valley millionaires.
1: Like the Black Mirror future actually does look kind of fun.
0: But, but like the, the scandinavians are incapable of, of 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 imagining a future um they they just want to kind of indefinitely prolong present they want to you know, you know they want to stay healthy they want to have lots of sex and they want to be nice to each other and i think it's just an incredibly diminished way of approaching the world and obviously i'm casting a very
1: broad brush here no no no, no. But, this um, is a podcast for cultural chauvinism that's what we're doing but um
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, on some level, the alt-right are are correct. And uh, Scandinavia is like like the reason they all went uh, back to kind of market capitalism. I mean, obviously, part of it had to do with the fact that the world had just made it kind of itself just entirely inhospitable for any kind of socialism. But, you know, also once you've achieved the kind of market social democratic utopia, there's nowhere to go except for death or capitalism which are ultimately the same thing
1: it is very interesting like seeing like you know a, a series of countries do pretty well in terms of social democracy and just have it you know those, you know just degrade over time um like so much nothing i don't know they're a great experiment it had to happen because you know,
0: it's like the the Barack Obama of European regions. Like that, like we had to learn from it and realize uh, social democracy is not good enough.
1: Anyway, uh, we're all doomed, hurtling towards oblivion. <laughs> um, and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the fucking narrator, which is extremely upsetting. Yeah. How do we even?
0: No, no. When when the Earth is finally engulfed by the sun, Neil deGrasse Tyson will be there to uh, explain that actually we're not dying. We're uh, atoms are just being rearranged in a uh, different pattern.
1: He's so bad. And that the
0: matter within us will exist until the universe is So he
1: you, you know, and you know what? He's not that bad most of the time. And then he'll just say like one thing and you'll be like, you fucking bastard. Carl Sagan, like you're not fit to say his name. He was just baked and wearing a turtleneck and being like, there's stars everywhere and it was incredibly enjoyable. Everyone enjoyed <laughs> themselves. And this, this now we're left with this, this fucking third tier no, well, neoliberal Carl Sagan breaks my heart.
0: Note: To N- Grass Tyson's social role is essentially to say that the world is less interesting than you thought it was. <laughs> um, so on on that level, I guess we are his allies in, in the fight for boredom.
1: All right. Well, when people people should remember that when they're listening to this on their commute. <laughs> Alright, I, I think that's enough for us, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you've you've heard enough of us. You probably finish your commute now and you're feeling suitably despondent for the day. Yeah.
1: Enjoy your day at work or your time at the gym or whatever. Uh but we'll be coming to you again in, in two weeks. And um you know, hopefully we'll be better at this by then.
0: Until then, keep watching the sky.
1: Bye. Alright,
0: see ya.